guys, I, I, I might have messed up. What do you What do you mean? What happened? I I mean, uh, last I remember, we just popped in here. What What happened? Yeah, I'm fine. We're just in the car. Well, what, what happened back at the, the right? But I mean, you know how I didn't used to be able to just teleport people. Like I mean, sure, I got a lot of power. Like Jerry's eyes are still kind of blacked over, and a little bit of energy's pouring out of them. I don't know. Like I think it's, it's different now. I can. It's been a weird month, right? Like before this weekend. When aliens were real and, you know, oh, and the mall and the... How have you guys been? Huh. Yeah, we haven't talked that much before we kind of got, like, kidnapped by aliens and all that, like... I was kind of too busy prepping for the beach. Sure. Yeah, I think I've, um... I tapped into something. I mean, like, the un-Alex? Yeah. Like how the, you know, you're all shiny and r- glittery rainbows? Yeah, and how you have that black cloud stuff pouring out of your eyes right now. Oh, yeah. Jerry, what what are we going to do? What well, are you going to do? Well, I'm going to drive us back to Heavendale. Okay. And let's just talk about how our, like, it would, what do you guys tell me how your, what you did this month, and we'll just sort of, like, compare notes. Well, I had a pretty good time. I mean, oh, I met, I talked to Nolan again. Yeah, I was doing pretty good. I talked to Disruptor. I got some succulents, made some prog- progress. I feel like it would be better if we all just, like, one at a time just said the whole thing we did this month, just, like, all this, all in a row. Like, that would just be, make it more sort of theatrical. Respectfully yeah. take turns. We can. Yeah. We can respectfully take turns. I would like to know kind of what happened in yours, because it seemed like a lot changed with you, but, I mean, I feel like, dramatically, like, you should go <laughs> last, probably. I mean, I can't, I can't speak for that. Maybe you guys might have had really big months, too, but I don't, I mean, let's just, let's just take it as it goes. Yeah, so, I I mean, I guess like why don't, right after prom. Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you go first? Sure. And welcome back to Critical Bits. We're doing a fun thing. Uh, we're gonna. Be doing individual sessions for each character, and we're gonna start it off with Shelby. That's me, Alex. That's that's all I was gonna say. It's me. And that's it. That's what Alex did for that's the month. That's it. It's me. What kind? Where do you want to start out at? So I guess we can just kind of start out right at Snake and Shake. Okay, so we're gonna start right off. You are at Snake and Shake. You just got the reminder on your phone calendar that says you have a beach trip planned. And a month from now, and just like all of your events, you always have a series of calendar reminders starting with one month out. Yeah, they happen um, first month and then a week in and then the next every three days and then periodically like one day in advance. Like when you set multiple alarms to wake up. Um, So I get the reminder and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, I've got to prep for the beach. Oh my God, am I going to actually prep for, I'm not going to prep for the full month. I'm not going to prep for the full month. But Alex does uh, get kind of like a rush of excitement. But yeah, so it's it's evening and it's probably late. So I'm going to go home and say bye to Kim and Jerry. Do we just ride home in Jerry's station wagon? Yeah, y'all, y'all ride home together. Kim gets dropped off at her apartment. Jerry takes you home. And everyone's just having a really good time and prom's great. And it's still 
definitely, you know, you're all you're all on the high from from winning. And Brantley's with you, and you guys get dropped off at your house. <sighs> I can't believe I'm thinking about the beach right now. I've got superpowers, huh? I mean, you know, I, you you do love that surf and science contest every year. You're always looking forward to that for sure. I I do. Is it gonna be cheating if I? Have magic? I mean, I think that, you know, just like they say in Thor, that magic is just science that's not explained yet. They did say that in Thor. Huh. I'm not tired at all. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I always thought it was really cool that you were a super superhero before. And now, like, you know, not to be rude, but like, you were like a real superhero now. I'm not that tired either. You kind of, I don't know, you want to you go rest all in the backyard? Sure. So Brantley starts to just huge out in front of you. And the two of you like go in the backyard and are just kind of seeing what each other can do. And like his strength is is, is comparable to yours as far as like physical strength and like what y'all can do. But the fact of your agility with being able to blink in and out and shape reality to whatever you want. You definitely have the upper hand on Brantley. But yeah, I do the kind of like peanuts like kick the football thing where he comes tries to get me. I'm not gonna do this again. You kept you used to do this to me all the time when we were kids, Alex, and I'm not gonna let you do it. Just no, no, no. Just run at me. Just like tackle oh me. Like, I, I swear I'm not gonna do it this time. I just want to see how like strong I am. You I probably not gonna do it this resist. time. I promise that I'm not gonna do it this time. Oh, okay, and Brantley runs for it. I like out. Oh yeah, and then he yeah like ah, I'm a okay. Oh. Okay, that's. I should have seen it coming. You done it three times to me already tonight. So. Yeah, it has been three times in a row. But I mean, like maybe we can do just one more, one more time. And this time, I do want to actually practice my like tenacity. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see how strong, how much I can. Maybe I can like see like if I can like hold my position while you tackle me. You kind of like get yourself into place and just start to summon up all your energy and burn, you know, your burn and whatnot. And Brantley like comes and like does a full force tackle. And you just kind of think, don't move. And it hits you like a semi-truck just like barreling straight into a concrete wall and just like falls at your feet. And he had a pretty good, you know, 40-yard start running towards you. And he is like still in his monstrous form. Ah, oh, shut up, bitch. Oh, God. Dang. What did you, like, how did you do this? Like, it's so cool that you had these powers, but like, how did you get them? Did you Wabe give them to you? I mean, like, it seems pretty linked to Wabe, I guess. Like, it feels, the, the way that it feels is kind of similar in a, in a weird way. Like, but it's, it's hard to explain. Like, how do you explain, like, the, how, how did you get superpowers again? You bought boner pills on the internet? Well, yeah, I had these boner pills for a while. I've just been sitting on them, you know, you know, and then uh, I, and they had the Goku on them. So, you know, I love a good yeah. Dragon Ball Z knockoff uh, pr- product. And, you know, I just, I never taken them. I was always a little scared of taking them. You know, I didn't know, I, I didn't want to get too big of a boner and just have that be my curse for the rest of my life. Oh, Brantley! And, and then, and then, you know, y'all started to, like, fight crime and have superpowers. And I don't know, I thought maybe, like... I had like a big enough boner, I could help fight crime, and then Brantley, how does that track? I don't how, know. I, mean, I like, just wanted to be part of the team. Okay, to be fair, like I'm, I am, I am mad that it did work. To be honest, like I'm, I, I, I don't understand how that train of thought brought you to here. To, but it did work. I give you that. But Brantley, come on. Okay, yes, sure. In hindsight, if I did just have a boner, or just was massive, or just all the time, I don't know how I. Would fight crime with it. It's 
not like a crime fighting ability to have okay. a boner. Yes, I know, I know. Luckily, I didn't get a boner. I just got I can huge out. You just you just got um transformative superpowers. Yeah, I just a, you know, I got some yeah. I got some boner pills and uh you know, I uh and that and this kind of um, happened. I haven't really checked into it too much. Um uh, you know, I bought them off the internet, but it does seem that, like they were like manufactured here in town. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked it up uh, afterwards because I thought it was kind of mysterious. Um, but yeah, there's just made out of warehouse uh, here in town. Huh. And you've never looked into that or, or thought about it? Do you keep buying them? No, Do at the time that I, uh, I don't keep buying them, but at the time that I kind of figured that out, I mean, it was also the time that I figured out that y'all were missing and in, uh, in some coma beds for a week, and I was pretty terrified, yeah. and then... And then after that, um, you know, we, we rescued you. And then a few days later, I was in a weird coma bed. And then, you know, we had a fight mm-hmm. prop. So it's been pretty busy. But, um, but yeah, it looks like it was, um, you know, so it was made um, warehouse in town. It's just um, doesn't really have any. It, oh, that's weird. It looks like it says warehouse with a couple of dots on it. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, okay. Couple dots between the letters? Yeah, yeah, it looks like- I just want to clarify, Brantley. You saw a couple dots between the letters? Warehouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just like the company like logo that like, that seems to be, uh, that seems to be like, that manufactures all the stuff out of there. I couldn't find too much info on it. Like I said, it's been, it's been a minute. It's wild how many unmarked warehouses there are in Heavendale. I mean, like maybe we've got some time. I only need like probably about 14 days to prep for the beach trip. So we could probably go investigate it. I'm, I'm- kind of jazzed about having superpowers and I'm not exactly sure. I've never really known what to do for summer vacation. I don't have a lot of, like, I've, I've already read the, the summer reading for next year, so I don't really know what to do. I was going to read it again, but we can go investigate. Yeah, I think that's pretty great. Also, you know, I, I, I could also use some help trying to figure out my powers and maybe we could do a little, you know, like sparring sessions, training. We both get a better, better handle on it because, uh, I wouldn't admit this to anyone else but my big sister, but uh, like I, we, I think we both almost died on uh, at, at Care Day. Yeah, we both almost died at Care Day, huh? And yeah, uh, I think it'd be pretty great if neither of us, uh, if neither of us died because we're really... fighting crime. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't want us to ever get in that position again. And as much as I feel great that I have these superpowers. I'm afraid that the danger is probably going to escalate too. Um, so I think that we should probably try to, if Brantley, I want you to avoid this as much as you can. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think even though I got these huge and out powers, I, I still am a little bit better suited for, uh, you know, behind the scenes, I think. I think this is kind of yeah. more of a last resort. And, like, this whole time, he's still been in, like, his monstrous <laughs> form. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then so he, he dehugifies and just says, yeah, it, it definitely, you know, as long as I'm not overexerting myself too much in that form, uh, I'm fine afterwards. But uh, it definitely, you know, it takes a toll on me every time I go in and out. So I I, I think I can, I, can, I can do that for you. And then I'm going to go ahead and say this, you know, my powers aren't anywhere near close to what yours are, so I think, you know, you still have a better chance of kind of staying alive out there than I do. <laughs> I'm stronger. Um, yeah, I I mean, like, also, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty well-known. I'm kind of, I'm worried about you, I'm worried about mom and dad. Oh, yeah, speaking I don't of well-known, you, guys... you do realize that, like, 
everybody knows. Oh God, like, that fast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just like everybody saw it. I mean, like here's like here's here's like three different angles of you floating in the gym. Oh, I'm trending. Yeah, like definitely. Uh, I think you know. Is so is you kind of want to kind of get ahead of that, but you know, I, you're not the first superpowered teens to become famous in Heavendale or any other city in the world because that's, you know, everyone loves a good, you know, underdog story. Yeah, but a lot of times those superpowered teen stories end in um, tragedy. Yeah, it's not great. I've, I've seen, I've seen, you know, behind the cape, where are they now? Yeah, yeah. The, it's kind of like the the child stars thing. It, I've, I honestly cannot think of anybody who's turned out well. Like, the Catalyst didn't start fighting crime until she was, like, 30, I think. Yeah, I think you kind of got to be well-adjusted in your life already yeah. before you get into this kind of thing. So, I guess that's, I guess, yeah, you know, oh. don't die and also don't let it go to your head that, you know, you're you're pretty much just like a god. <laughs> I should probably get ahead of this, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, kind of ground yourself mentally so you don't just, like, let the fact, let it go to your head the fact that you can uh, kind of float and just alter reality in any kind of form or shape that you want. Huh, yeah, okay. I'll try to not think about that now. Okay. Oh, anyway, so all this huge out made me a little sleepy, so I think I'm going to go grab a couple of dogs and go tuck this little boy into bed. Okay, Brantley. Alex is not tired at all. <laughs> she is probably not going to sleep for the next 48 hours. So Alex can fly. Yes. So far, all she's done with her powers is like, I mean, she's flown right now. She's fought. As far as superhero stuff go, Alex is like hovered and floated and things like that. And like you said, like she, she fought off Turbo Crook and Amac. She did the ripple light effect to make it like look like it's daytime during the night. Um, but Alex has not done too much outside of that. And then this little sparring match she just did with Brantley. I want to see how high it can go. So Alex goes up a little bit and you start to like hit the clouds and I think like stops and like is like, no, but then looks down and then realizes like, oh, you're far up. And at this oh. point, there's no going back. So Alex like goes up and is past the clouds and then kind of goes up far enough to where she's, you know, obviously still within the Earth's atmosphere, but like. She is now like above the clouds of the city of Heavendale because there's always a perfect cloud covering in Heavendale and it just looks beautiful up there. All of the light pollution of the city is being blocked up by the clouds and it's a it's you know the moon is just shining and you can see the stars and Alex just flies around up there for hours. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of how I spend the rest of the night. I do try to do like the, I try to see if the clouds are fluffy, are they? I mean, yeah, they're they're fluffy. They're cottony clouds, you know. Whoa! Only, I think the only fluffier clouds um, that you could see is that uh, you do remember last year's winner of the uh, surfing and science competition, the Vape Master. <laughs> uh, he definitely had some fluffy clouds that would uh, that would battle these. <laughs> oh God! So, like, are they natural clouds? Like, are they, like, so they're fluffy clouds, but, like, are they, like, otherworldly fluffy? Like, not, like, science precipitation clouds? Like, just wet? Yeah, as far as Alex can tell, they just seem like normal clouds. Okay. I'll figure out about these clouds eventually, suspicious city with clouds. Yeah, Alex, I think, at one point, is, like, trying to capture some of the clouds, too, but then it's just, like, you know, it's just just vapor. 
So yeah. <laughs> your hands oh. are just wet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and man. then she kind of feels dumb too because she definitely knows science and knows what I clouds do. are. Uh, yeah, but you get distracted when you're floating up in the sky like that scene in Aladdin. Yeah. So you're def- Yeah, you're trying to do that, but then you know, luckily no one's around to see you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, you, okay, so I yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you you um fly around for like the rest of the night and I think, you know, it's probably just like a an hour before the sun rises, Alex goes home, probably sleeps just for a few hours, not that long. Uh, yeah, no. I think what Alex does the next day is makes her to-do list for the rest of the month before she heads off to prom. And all of the things she wants to do. So, to-do list. Number one, beach components. Number two, beach outfit. Number three, go to therapy. Number four, hang out with Brantley and practice my powers. Okay, so Alex does a lot sometime uh, every day to just make sure she checks and double checks her beach component list and keeps adding things on. So that's a constant. We don't have to go through that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can just know that that is a good... No, this is the whole episode. We're talking about my beach stuff. So how does Alex find her therapist? So I I would actually say that Alex has been to therapy before. Yeah. Like just for like her just everyday anxiety. And like, I mean, she's been kind of struggling with like just everything mm-hmm. for kind of her whole life. Um, So she probably already now like the I don't think that this person specializes in superpowers necessarily. So I could probably go find somebody who I think I think think that's fine to just go to the one that you've had. Yeah. So after Alex, you know, sets aside her scheduling uh, for all of her beach components, she goes into a therapy session with her old therapist, Lisa, that Alex has seen on and off throughout the years. Hi. Hey. Um. Hey. Hi. Dr. Lisa. Hey. Um, how's it how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Yeah, I'm I was so happy to see that you're uh, coming back in. It's been like what about 6 months? Yeah, um it's been a while. Um how do you deal with um like getting shot and watching people die? Um did that Oh, also how are you? I'm sorry. That was really rude. I I am okay. I am okay. Um but did you did you get shot and see somebody die? Yeah. You don't... Uh, you're not allowed to tell people, right? I always forget. Um, As long as, like, you're not gonna be doing any of these crimes or, like, you know, there's nothing... Um, uh, You know, hold on. And then she hits the intercom <laughs> and just goes, Hey, uh, yeah, Frank, can you go ahead and just... um, Yeah, can you just clear my... The rest of my day? Oh, my God. Is it seriously Lisa Frank? This is the Lisa Frank office. That's amazing. It's all decorated in, in neon oh, yeah. puppy dogs and unicorns. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Lisa tells her assistant, Frank, to uh, clear the rest of her schedule. And then oh. the two of you kind of get into it for a little bit. Not in a bad way. She just, like, you kind of explain to her what's happened and get her caught up. You definitely don't have a problem trusting her because you understand this and there's also a lot more leniencies within this law in a world where there's a bunch of superheroes and crap like that. Yeah. So you get her caught up with everything. And so that's about it. Um, so I've been having some difficulties dealing with that. That sounds like an understatement. Alex, have you ever heard of PTSD? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... So, 
Oh! Whenever you were Craigery, as you said, that's a dissociative state that you were in because Alex, as you, probably couldn't have made it through that and you kind of just forced yourself to get through it. Is it a little, like, a little hazy during all of that, what you did down in the daycare? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of clients that are super-powered like you, I have some that have dealt with minor powers from the scale of what you said you can do and the little bit you've shown me in my office. And like you just like look to see just, you know, there is still a little smoldering uh, pieces of paper in the trash can from a little misfire you had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're little like tissues from when I was crying, yeah. but I accidentally cried. And then, yeah, I, and then oh, your no, tears turned to fire. Turned to fire. Yeah. That happens sometimes. I've been very terrified for everybody. That's a, that's a scary quirk that I've got now, huh? I'm, but Lisa's goes, Lisa. um, I can't begin to imagine what you've gone through. And also, I can't begin to imagine that, like, that you saved so many people. And, like, what you did was great, but there is a toll to what you did. And it's not just, like, on your body. It's on your mind. I mean, can I stop it? Can I do better can i i mean it's not can you stop it because from what you told me the three of you aren't gonna stop being the fun bunch no well not really and i get that and i get that and especially you know when the state of the world is now we we need heroes but you also have to keep in mind that it's not going to be easy for you to keep pushing through all of this stuff and kind of maintain who you are. Aspects of you are going to change. And it's not just a matter of having symptoms of PTSD that I'm talking about. I'm talking about fundamentally what you're going to be putting yourself through is going to change your life and everyone's in it. There is a huge toll living a vigilante lifestyle like this. I feel like I'm, I used to really like, like just talking with people. And I mean, I still do, but I feel like it's getting harder to, I don't know, just do some of the mundane things that I. Whenever people find themselves at. in a constant state of excitement and adrenaline and they find themselves back in the mundane everyday life, it's a hard adjustment. People get used to a new baseline <sighs> of their life. And I think what's happened to you in these last mm. few weeks, you have reset your baseline to a level of extremes and it's a hard thing to keep up with. And for you, I would suggest just making sure to find time to unwind and find relaxation. Um, I'd love to continue these sessions with you and help you kind yeah. of navigate through all of this. But what, what you and your friends are going to embark on, like, you know, I can totally tell that, Knowing you, you're not going to back down, but you, you do no. have to be mindful that, that you're going to, I mean, you saw, you got shot just, you know, two weeks ago and through miraculous, I don't understand, but science, you are fully healed now. And also <sighs> you can fly and like you said, you can just change reality all over. And so it is, I don't think anyone's ever gone through what you're going through right now, Alex. And it's okay yeah. to feel everything that you're feeling. And it's okay to be scared. Thank you. I am. But. But. If you. <laughs> I think if you set your mind to figuring out how to do this, like, you can do it. You can do it with your friends and with Wabe's help and with my help. Okay. I'll keep. I'll keep journaling. Yeah. I'll try to kind of stay 
grounded. And I'll, I'll, I thank you for kind of talking with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And she goes, yeah. And then here, here you go. And then it's been a while, but she pulls out like a little Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper worry journal. Yes. 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 Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. But it's, but it is, it is colored like Lisa Frank things, but it's got a picture of her, Lisa, the therapist and her assistant, Frank, and they're just (laughs) sitting on the desk. It's kind of like, kind of like a fun, like, you know, sitcom uh, cover picture. Oh my god! Yeah, so you you get out of therapy, you schedule some sessions to be able to go in and out uh, with her, and she's also a huge fan of Wabe. She thinks uh, that Wabe is going to be a really huge help in this, and um, she doesn't really know why, but you know why. It's because Wabe is a spirit otter and is there for you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I want to do. I actually want to. Um. So I feel kind of drained. Um. So I want to take a nap. All right, great. Yeah, so you go home, you take a nice little <laughs> nap, and I think for the next couple of days, like, you just are journaling, trying to figure out, like, because one thing you do start to realize because you're doing these therapy sessions and you're doing a little bit of training with Brantley on and off is that your powers are seemingly endless, and they're really tied to just, like, the way you can manifest them is with your will, and that's a super open-ended thing so you also kind of realize you have to be careful with how much you use them and to what scope you're trying to use them with because you might not be strong enough to do catastrophic things right away but if you were to really harness everything that you think you could do it is limitless almost and i think that alex has a good understanding of that within herself and kind of working with Brantley, so you're not conscious to use your powers, but you definitely understand that you don't want to just fully rely on them at all times. Right. Alex would definitely Google effective strategies of coping with PTSD. (laughs) She's probably going to try to get into, like, get back into, like, her regular exercise routine and look into meditation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's also, you know, talks about having a good support system, kind of identifying, understanding triggers, and just stuff like that, which is also really hard because a lot of your triggers are going to be things you're going to be going up against in the yes and the superhero <laughs> world. But you also do find that mm-hmm. there are you also do find that there are some you know super powered group with people with PTSD related to like super powered things because it's oh, fairly common in this world. So you yeah, like Alex does find lots of ways. So she does a lot of yeah, research. she finds lots yeah. of ways to like reach out and actually has like a bunch of different ways to kind of head this all off uh, in a healthy way. Yeah. And so you, you, I think you're just kind of going back and forth between doing that and you're starting a good routine for yourself, starting to feel way more adjusted. And one day you get done um, training with Brantley and you get a text on your phone and it's from Nolan. You forgot that you had texted okay. him when you were with Recess and they had asked like what was up with Nolan and you have not seen him. You have not seen him since he was at Vinny D's and was getting uh, healed up by spare parts. Oh, so it's been like a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, what does he say? Hey, sorry, I haven't responded yet. Do you have time to meet and send you a pin? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm. I'll. I'll go to that pin. That kind of it. It does stress me out a little bit because I'm a little on edge from being. Uh, people know who I am. People are looking mm-hmm. out for me. So I do want to kind of go on guard, but I will go see him. Great. You've definitely gotten pretty good at flight at this point, and you when you're <laughs> with Jerry and Kim. You just ride in cars with them and go around normally, but you are having fun when you're by yourself of getting to travel like this, because like you said, people do know who you are, so it is actually pretty easy to 
kind of yourself so far up there. So you fly, make your way over to where Nolan was, and it is in the park of Heavendale. I would have told like Jerry and Kim, like, "Oh, hey, Nolan, Nolan texted. You guys want to go meet him?" Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think both of them just said like, you know, they're they're busy right now, but like, make sure, you know, to say go check on, make sure he's okay. Okay, sure thing. So I I fly down to the the park in Heavendale. Am I, is he near or like on the other side of the park from the open active portal to hell? Uh, everyone tries to stay fairly far away from the active portal to hell. Okay, so I go over to the the east side of the park. Yeah, so you go to the east side and meet up Nolan. And the last time you saw him, um, he had one of the holograph machines from Spare Parts. But once he turns to face you, you actually see that he is not using it at all. Hey, Nolan. How's it going? Hey, uh, sorry. Sorry, it's been a while since I, I reached back out. I kind of had to I kind of had to figure out, you know, what I would say to you when I when I saw you again. I mean, you could start with, are you OK? Is your are you like all healed up? Like, I remember you had like a, a cast. Does, does he still have like his cast? Um, so, yeah, that so I you're, you're looking up and down, Nolan, um, his bot, like his arm and legs and like all his pendants are healed. But where his like face was um hit and like his nose was blown off and stuff like that like nolan does not have a nose there is a pretty sizable like scar and it's only been a few weeks so there's still like you know some some bandaging and stuff like that even with bare parts healing technology and things like that it still was you know a lot a lot to reconstruct but um he but he does not seem to be wearing any kind of prosthetics so are you are you feeling okay i got worried when i didn't hear back from you for for weeks you know it's 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 a it's it's an interesting thing that i'm feeling at first i i blamed the three of you for this and then i realized that i chose this and then i was just so pissed and mad and i didn't understand why this had to happen to me but then y'all saved everybody i was right when i told you that morning in jerry's basement i I could smell something about the three of you, and that's when I realized I had to do this. I had to become who I am now to to kind of see my full potential. Who you are now? Because I'm not I'm not gonna be coming back to school next year. Um, Nolan. Since since y'all defeated daycare, there's been more street level activity of a bunch of you know new gangs and 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 stuff like that and right now it seems it seems normal and i can't i can't smell the future like i used to obviously but i'm starting to learn to listen to my other senses and and there's still some stuff up and there's this town needs somebody that's going to be looking out for them and i know that you and jerry and kim are doing that but y'all are the faces of this now there needs to be somebody that can like do it I'm not hiding in the shadows, but there needs to be somebody waiting in the shadows for whenever people need help, and that's gonna be me, and I'm not... At first, I was using the device that Spare Parts gave me just to be able to blend in, but then I realized, like, this isn't a thing that I'm supposed to hide about myself, how I look now. This is who I am, and I'm, I'm proud of that because I made a choice to save you, Alex, and that choice then saved hundreds of people we went to school with, and you're gonna keep doing that. And you showed me that that's what I want to do. And I just wanted to tell you here, thank you. Thank you, Nolan. I've I've said a million times, or at least I've tried to get it across how grateful I am that you saved my life. 
And, I mean, you were right to be mad at us. You were, I, if we've got someone in our corner, I'm glad it's you. You've got, you've got your head on straight. You know, I mean, you've, you've, you know what this thing's all about when we, when we didn't. We were, I, thank you, Nolan. Yeah, and I was a little hard on you guys. Uh, it's definitely. <laughs> it was a tough situation. It's a tough situation. You're very right. It's, it's it's hard. I get it. Looked bad. It yeah. looked very bad. But like you had to go and say like, oh well, you guys aren't the heroes I thought you were. Well, we were trying our hardest. But I get how you say that. And I know I just said that um, you were right. And you were right. I mean, you were technically right. But like we weren't doing anything that bad. But like it did really make us think about like what if what we were doing. We're kind of a little morally gray, I guess. But not really. I feel like I don't want to be a morally great superhero team. I want to be a good superhero team. And I feel like you want us to be a good superhero team. And I just want to be there. And I just want to be the superhero team that you think that we should be. And that you think that we could have been. But you were so disappointed in us that that really made me think. And I'm so glad that you're okay. And I feel really bad for the fact that you got blown up because of me. But I am glad that you came to terms with it. And that you have a whole new lease on life. But I do feel really bad. But I'm just glad that we were able to have this talk. I'm going to be honest. That's kind of the reaction I was expecting from you. <laughs> uh, and then no one just I gives give you a, a hug. hug. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. Did we both do go for yeah. the hug? Oh, my God. Yeah, I give him a hug. Yeah, um, and he and so y'all just hang out for a little bit, catch up, and, you know, inform each other what's been going on. But he does let you know... And this is a few days uh, before you leave for the beach. He does let you know, it doesn't seem like there's anybody in control of any of the new, like, gangs altogether. It doesn't seem to be some nefarious overarching plot. But it does seem that there has been an uptick in a lot of just, you know, day-to-day crime and harassments and things like that in town. And he can't really figure out much more than that, but but he is on the streets trying to help people. And the way that his powers are kind of working now, because you tell him about your powers, his other senses, like he said before, could kind of sometimes not see into the future as much as he could smell into the future, but he could sense things coming. So the best way to kind of describe it is Nolan has been on a very rigorous like training schedule for himself and a lot of the stuff that he got from spare parts has actually made him a little bit stronger with all like the nanobots and AI technology. So hey. he is kind of more of a like highly skilled martial artist with some spidey sense style powers of just being able to like anticipate moves and actions through his other senses outside of smell. That is very cool. So Nolan and you catch up for a little bit and he, you know, says that he knows you have to get back to keep training, getting ready for the beach. He just wanted to reach out and just talk to you and just make sure that you knew he doesn't blame any of you and and he's proud of the three of you. Thanks, Nolan. And um, he says that after you get back from the beach, he'd love to sit down and be able to maybe run some of the stuff he's been finding out uh, across with, with y'all because... Even though he's trying to do stuff more secretively, it doesn't mean that y'all can't help each other in keeping Heavendale safe. Yeah, do some do some recon, and and we can we can link back up. And please answer your um, phone um, uh, quicker than two okay, weeks. I I will. I just I, you know it was a little little sore of yeah. for talking to you, and I had to figure it out first. I didn't want to. You made me made me very nervous, and I get that that was a lot to process. But um, next time. 
uh, please, please, uh, text me back. Because, yeah, of course, of course, uh, I'll make sure to reach back out. But hey, you know, you three have a great time on the beach, okay? Okay, we will. Oh, what's your superhero name? Oh, I, uh, I haven't, I haven't come up with a, with a cool, cool one yet. I was, uh, oh. I was kind of thinking of like, you know, of, uh, of, 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 of senses. Senses. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's cool. and every time I explain it to people, they keep thinking I'm saying sensei, and I keep trying to tell them I'm not appropriating anything, and and it's just like, and so I'm I I gotta go back to the drawing board. It's really hard to come up with a superhero name. It's very very yeah. difficult. Before but I was just the nose, and now I think it's a little funny. Uh, but yeah, not it's... everyone else uh, <laughs> understands the uh, that joke. Um, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah no, I get yeah. no. Eventually, I mean, if you do enough crime fighting. A uh, villain will call a name at you, and that that'll probably stick. So if you don't feel like coming up with a name or you can't think of anything, eventually one will just happen to you. Oh yeah, hey, we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe by the time you all get back from the beach, uh, you know, some some will give me a nickname. Yeah, <laughs> here's hoping. So yeah, you go back home, and you know, you let Jerry and him know that Nolan's okay, and he's not mad at any of you. And you spend the next couple of days going through your routine, going to a couple sessions with Lisa, hanging out with Frank uh, in the waiting room. Going beach shopping. Going beach shopping. And then it's the morning of, and you hear a honk outside from Jerry, and you run out to go to the beach. Yeah! Beach, 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 beach. It's a few days after prom. Um, you've definitely been relaxing a lot, watching a lot of carnival eats, resting, still staying in contact with Jerry and Alex and making sure everything's okay, but you definitely deserve the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm sure prom was just exhausting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so what kind of stuff has Kim been doing uh, to wind down in these last couple of days? It's been a lot of drinking alone and then realizing that's bad and, and not a good idea to, to do that alone in your apartment, um, intermittently texting your friends. So I think also just kind of trying to get outside a little bit. And I think Kim is, is feeling better about herself and about other things and, and, and feels kind of alone in her apartment. So she might like put on the um, cloaking aviators and go to like home depot and buy some succulents or other like low maintenance plants to take care of at her apartment or maybe get a goldfish with an auto feeder but it might still die so she's still not ready for that level of responsibility maybe making the apartment a little more homey and 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 trying to give herself more to live for and making it a happier place and sort of like at first putting off going into her like sadness box and dealing with that, but eventually being like, okay, this is maybe some downtime would be a good time to explore this or try to learn more, learn more about this. Yeah. Kim decorates her apartment and it, and it does definitely feel more homely. And I think, you know, you, you get to that point where you're saying you open the sandbox. So you start to go through, you know, there's of course the uh, camcorder that you've just taken the tape out. So there's not even a chance that it plays. <laughs> you touched it. <laughs> Um, gotta be careful. Yeah, you gotta be very careful. It's a very sneaky camera. Um, <laughs> and then you just start to look through it, and there is just pictures of your parents. Most of them are without you, just because it was about two years old when the last picture of you was taken with them. And then when you started to see more pictures of just you with Disruptor and Trigus, 
um, as they were known back then as uh, Disintrig. They look happy with you. They looked happy before, but they definitely look like there's more to their lives afterwards. And, and same thing with Disintrig. And you start to look through the pictures, and as time goes on, there's less of Trig in them, and it's just Dis. Um, there's even some really, really uh, early photos where radio was around. I don't think the radio ever really knew. It does bring kind of a, a melancholy to you, but I think this is the first time you can kind of like appreciate that you did have parents that at least cared. And one thing that you never saw before, because you never really went through the whole box, is um, you see the recruitment letter that your parents got to move to Heavendale. I like unfold it and look at it more closely. Also, what's, what's my last name? You look at it and it is addressed to Hugh and Holly Henderson. Oh, uh, I, I, I read it, you know, what? Yeah, so you read over it and it is obvious that this is not the first letter they got, but it is like one of the final letters of recruitment about them moving to Heavendale. You see that they were recruited because both of them had very unique and strong superpowers. Your dad was a very skilled psychic. And your mom, like you, had metal manipulation powers, and she was very strong, and both of them were recruited to come work in Heavendale. Your dad was tasked to do some, like, different research and help with uh, sleep aids, and then your mom legit was brought in town to help with construction of the town. Now, is this just for Heavendale generally, or for, like, a particular organization, or am I not sure... So you start to read through it, and this initiative was led by Wallace H. Dale, the founder of the town. And if you go online and, and do a, a little bit of research, you see that your parents moved there in 1998. You find a couple of other letters that were from Hugh and Holly to Dis and Trig from back in the day, and you put together that they moved there a few years ago. Dis and Trig moved to Heavendale in 96. They were actually recruited in the same program. And then you also put together online that in the year 2000 is whenever Wallace H. Dale retired. So this whole initiative was part of Wallace H. Dale's initiative. And you probably start to Google more just because you're very curious about it. And sure enough, weirdly, it's kind of buried on the website. There's no literature about it in the current uh, Heavendale website. But Wallace H. Dale transformed the town. It used to be called Heaven Valley used to be terribly polluted, heavy on crime. And throughout the years, he worked his way up from like a city councilman all the way to the mayor and did a lot of uh, great initiatives, made the town very forward facing for superheroes and villains alike. They didn't really classify anyone as a hero or a villain. They just knew that people had powers that could be used. And there was definitely kind of an agreement no superpowered people are really supposed to mess with each other in town or do fighting within the towns and people would kind of look the other way for any actions you do and you continue to search and sure enough just like you found out through miss malatesta there was a heavendale daycare initiative that was put in place because wallet states dale kept trying to recruit superpowered people to move to the town and work there and become citizens and make it an actual metropolis-style hub for super-powered families to live. And one of the biggest things was that people's kids get kidnapped and used as bargaining chips all the time, or some people's kids end up having superpowers and they're hard to deal with. So daycare originally was just a legitimate service 
provided from Heavendale to help people. Um, you start to kind of search a little more, and after Wallace H. Dale left office, you see that a lot of initiatives just kind of stopped. There wasn't a lot of big talk about that. Throughout the 2000s, a lot of stuff just kind of changed to what it is now, and there's definitely not a lot of information showing this changeover. And like I said, a lot of the websites or articles you found, you definitely had to search for, but you have a background of kind of doing this and you had a lot of time mm -hmm. on your hands for something other than drinking and watching the the food channel yeah or the cooking channel excuse me i mean i'm sure the food channel is still on in the background <laughs> you're just not drinking yourself to death yeah. every day um when did jonah jackson become mayor in 2004 zach slaughter took the office after wallace h dale zach slaughter worked alongside wallace h dale and had a big push to continue a lot of the initiatives and work that Wallace had done initially. And then Jonah Jackson kind of came out of nowhere and was a newcomer to the political scene and then just had a landslide victory against Slaughter. And that was in 2004. 2004. Um, is Wallace H. Dale dead? Yes, he died. When did he die? I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, he died on 2004... April 17th. What's the official, officially listed cause of death? He was one of the many victims of Heavendale that died during the great battle. Um, he was actually admitted to the hospital for a cold and the entire hospital was destroyed. Mm. Um, have we ever talked about Zach Slaughter on the show before? This is my first. Alex will probably know it just from local elections and just keeping up with that kind of thing. Even though, you know, that was back whenever y'all were kids. She still probably has definitely done reports on stuff like that. Sure, Jerry doesn't know it all, but as far as for Kim, you've just, you know, you probably didn't know who Mayor Jonah Jackson was until you started tweeting at him that he's a cuck. Yeah. So um, you, you have not heard of Zach Slaughter, but it's not like a hidden thing. It was just the mayor in there. And then Jonah Jackson has been the mayor since 2014. Is Zach Slaughter still alive? There is no death certificate or anything on that, and there's not a lot on what he's up to currently. After he lost the election, he moved out of Heavendale, and you see that he ran for a few other seats places, but nothing ever really like took off for Zack Slaughter. Okay. Um, is there anything else in the sadness box? Like anything weird in any of the pictures that, that Merritt's following up on, or is it just pretty normal? They're so. pretty normal. The time period wasn't like now where camera phones were prevalent. So there's, you know, only certain times people actually took pictures then. So there's not a lot of moments that were like captured that would kind of be like weird or a terrible time. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, you definitely look through all of them and you can put together that, you know, your parents were good. Like I said, there's some correspondence from... Trig and Dis and Holly and Hugh before they moved there. There's a few old letters between your parents and stuff like that. Disruptor had told you that he had gathered everything he could for you and mm -hmm. had found some other stuff at their house. So not everything was necessarily intended to be handed off to you, but he wanted to try to get you as much as he could. Um, next, uh, if there's nothing else weird that I find, um, if it's just like sad stuff. That I don't yeah, the only other thing that you would have to explore is you still do have the address of um, their gravesite. Um, I look at it on Google Maps, on like the street view. 
at the cemetery. It is just a plot in a local cemetery. You can't see it in super great detail with uh, Google Maps, but you do see that they both just have standard uh, gravestones. Um, I think Kim, especially with Trigus being out there, is not going to physically go there uh, unless forced to. So I think next, um, I mean, this is over the span of a couple weeks, probably. Yeah. uh, She would want to check out how progress is going on the super jail. Yeah. So you go and check in and out and um, you find out that Jerry has been working with his mom to kind of get it ready. Um, Jerry's mom is still in secret because the way that her job works is she isn't working directly like for daycare. Like the place that y'all went wasn't her office. And it's like a weird shell company, shell company, shell company. Mm-hmm. So there is still stuff happening, but all of daycare and detention, as far as like that branch, they have just all but stopped doing everything in town. There's no sign of them. But Jerry's mom isn't completely confident that that is gone. But she in secret is helping alongside of Miss Malatesta and the janitor and Jenkins. The old detention site that's been uh, retrofitted. Jenkins is kind of the permanent residence and guard there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, Malatesta and the janitor, who still likes to go by the janitor, even though he's not doing any janitor work. They are like going in on shifts and stuff like that. But um, Jerry has seemed pretty motivated on like helping Jenkins get acclimated and how he's doing there and like like you know he's been working alongside his mom and miss malatesta a lot you have hung out with jerry but he does seem different like he seems way more motivated and happy and like he's really wanting to make sure that this jail works so nobody gets hurt that's great that's good to know um did they take care of the the bomb in jenkins's neck assuming he had one yeah they they there's definitely um yeah they deactivated jenkins neck bomb for sure I don't want to talk to Ratfink if I'm just going to let Jerry take care of it. Or is Ratfink still there? You do check in on that. Um, <laughs> the Disruptor did bring Ratfink there. And then the Disruptor took Ratfink away. Mm, that's not surprising at all. I think next I want to uh, text the Disruptor and ask if they've made any progress on finding Trigus. Or what I should be on the lookout for with regards to Trigus. Yeah, you get a uh, phone call that's just from the disruptor. Okay, I pick up. Hey, yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, you know, we're driving, we're driving around right now. I figured it'd be a better podcast narrative if I uh, just <laughs> called you and we had a conversation instead of mm-hmm. texting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to um, check in and see how looking for Trigus is going. Well, we've been checking a few places. Um, it does seem like most of his connections are dry. I know he's definitely out there. He was sentenced to be murdered, and then he luckily was able to, you know, skip town. And I understand for you it's not that lucky. But like I said, I, I'm hoping to find him before anything bad happens and maybe, I don't know, just see if I can help him find his way back. Right now we're around the town of uh, Bloomingdale. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, we're just going to be checking here for a while, but I don't, I don't think anything weird's going to happen here. And we're probably just going to move along. But no sign of him yet. How's everything going there after prom? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, 
It's nice. It's a day daycare seems to have cleared out. I don't think they actually have. I don't know. So everything's uh, chilled out for a bit. We have a, a beach trip planned in about a month. I hope okay. that goes great. And we're able to come right back home right after it. Nothing bad happens. Uh, yeah, that, fingers yeah, crossed. I yeah. I mean, obviously, that's exactly how you, any beach trip should go. You should just go enjoy yourself, have a good time, and then uh, kind of get back home. Yeah, play volleyball and nothing else uh, should happen. So I'm, that's what I'm hoping for, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Average beach trip. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thank you again for the, the, the box of mementos. I'm getting better about being able to look through it um, and, and appreciating it. And well, you know, if, you, if you have any questions, I know there's a lot of stuff in there that, you know, it might not, you might not have, you know, find a lot of answers in by, you know, tell you anything that you'd like to know, but I also understand that it's on your time. Yeah. Do you know, like, I, I found out a little bit about uh, my parents coming here to work for Wallace H. Dale. Can you tell me anything about him as a person or if there's anything weird going on or like what? Yeah, Wallace was great. He legitimately was why this town is what it was. Um, he The initiative he put, I mean, whenever me and Trigg moved, he was you know pushing up in the years, but he was still active as mayor. He was still part of the community, and he definitely, yeah, like, he, he was a genuine person. And uh, it was, you know, it's crazy to see what the town kind of went to, but it was also a town that, didn't really ask questions of uh, how I made my money, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, but he, he was great. And that's uh, honestly, me and Trigg are the ones that recommended your mom and dad to get a job in town. They had some unique powers. And so they went through a lot of the same channels that we did. But everything was above board when everyone, everyone came there. You know, you got stipends to help you move in town. They set you up with a good place to live. And you could get security or, you know... If you had kids, you know, daycare <laughs> would be there for you. And, uh, but just over time, I guess money, corruption, just stuff happens, you know. But yeah, why, why do you ask? Oh, it just his, I, his name came up when I was researching what they did. And I was just trying to get a better feel for history, which I've never given a shit about before until it was uh, personally relevant to me. He goes, yeah, they, you know, they, let's see, when did your parents move to town? I think it was like 98 that they moved here. And then, yeah, and then you were born in, you know, two, 2002. And then it was just, yeah, that was 2004. Yeah, so you're only two. But once they, you know, I moved here on the same initiative and you would definitely sign some contracts to make sure you would do the work you, you moved there for, and then you can stay there afterwards. You know, if you're not working directly for the city like your parents were, you got to pay a little extra, but it's not a big deal. It's still a great town, or it was. And uh, your parents, though, once they once they start working there, they they're working a lot. They were pretty busy. Mm -hmm. They uh, they saw it as a way to you know make a life, uh, make an honest living, just for you. And that's why they wanted to move here. They wanted to have a family. They wanted to put down roots. And this was an opportunity that no one was going to ask questions about their past. They could actually just start fresh here. What about Zach Slaughter? Um, I don't have any. Is that like a guy from Saved by the Bell? No, he was the guy, he was the guy who ran for mayor after. I was just trying to see if there was anything oh, that, weird, weird oh, going on. Oh, yeah, that on. guy. I don't know. Like, he, I think he served, like, one term and then, like, uh, yeah, uh, what's the mayor? Uh, what's the, uh, Jonah, Jonah Jackson just, like, out of nowhere just beat him. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I never really paid attention to much politics, like I said. By the time Mayor uh, Dale was out of office, you know, I, I wasn't really working for the initiative or the city anymore, so it didn't really matter to me who was doing what. Uh, you know, I was just still able to make a living at, uh, at Vinnie D's. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me anything else about what my parents were involved with up at the end? Or, like, any other information, any other leads? No, like I said at the beginning, uh, your mom worked here at doing a lot of construction stuff, and that was all pretty straightforward. Your dad, you know, kind of having the mental powers and psychic stuff. His work was a bit more hush-hush at first. He, you know, told us it was just a lot of stuff trying to... Something about working on an initiative for, like, people with powers to undergo surgeries and, and like, anesthesia and different things like that where his psychic powers would help put people in certain states to be able to, like think that they're not there it's it your dad was always doing a lot of party tricks it was definitely a really interesting and weird dude have you heard from uh turbo crook lately uh no no uh after she gave me a pass and uh, helped me get out of uh trigus's place with y'all we kind of just that was uh each other's last favor to one another kind of deal and i got no reason to talk to her because she's got no reason to talk to me um that that's all i wanted to talk about i'll let you get back to to driving with Herbie. And then in the background, you're Hawk, hey, hey, Kim, you have a great time. I'm, I'm happy you're processing. Thank you, Herbie. <laughs> but yeah, Disruptor uh, just says goodbye and just lets you know, you know, just to reach out. And then he also tells you, like, as soon as they get any information, Trigus, they will reach out to at least let you know they found something. Okay, good. I tell him I appreciate it because we're a little nervous. And I, t yeah. I tell him, too, like, I don't, I understand that he cares about his brother. I'm not trying to kill Trey. I'm not trying to, like, hurt him. I just don't yeah, want you're my just, head to get exploded. Yeah, you're you're very rightfully concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. I think going forward, she'll just, like, set up Google alerts for these different names. Not her parents' names, but, like, for Zack Slaughter and try to figure out where he is to talk to him about uh, all this or look into, like, newspaper or documentary archives about Wallace H. Dale. But this isn't something... I mean, you can't do all this, like, in a day. Yeah. Um... Or just to just kind of be aware of that going forward, I think it's it's yeah it's it's a combination of of looking into what's going on in the city and processing her own grief and weird uh, brainworm stuff. So you can't do that overnight. It's the morning that you're supposed to go meet Jerry and Alex to head to the beach, and you wake up, and it's the first morning that. And this is really cheesy, and Kim thinks this and thinks how cheesy it is, <laughs> but that your apartment feels like a home because, like mm -hmm. you said, over the last couple of weeks, you've been using, you know, the hologram mask to go out and to go to Home Depot and buying stuff for your house and stuff like that. You've actually decorated your whole place, and then you watched a few shows because Carnival Eats, you know, ran off, and you actually watched a couple of home renovation shows. <laughs> and you realize a bit about Frank Sway and maybe even talk to Yifram about some ideas. I was going to say I would have visited Yifram. And then, yeah, what do you think and, about this? What do you think about this? Yeah, and so thanks to Yifram, he's kind of helped you redesign your apartment. And with your seemingly unlimited funds, it was really easy for you to do. But you're packing up for the beach and you feel really good. It's been a good month. You have friends. You, at the first of it, had to force yourself to go out, and it was a force. It was you making yourself get up and do it every day, but 
It didn't click until today that, like, you haven't had to force yourself to do anything. You did this last week. You just did it effortlessly, and you don't remember the last time you were able to do that. It's crazy how when someone's not actively trying to kill you, or you're not actively being hunted by the cops, that yeah. stuff is easier to do. It's yeah. easier to function as, like, an adult person, or a teen person, excuse me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and uh, so, yeah, you pack up, and, and Jerry comes and picks you up, and you're all off to the beach. Perfect. I'm sure it'll be a really normal, fun beach trip with nothing weird, and we'll go home right back home. Jared, you get back from Snake and Snake. Uh, you had a very long prom, as everyone did. You just go right to bed. You know, you probably like you know roll up a joint and don't even light it. You just pass out. At first, you're sleeping super hard. You definitely uh, need the rest, and eventually, you start to kind of see what's been happening this last couple of weeks. Like you know, you felt victorious tonight. It was the first time you felt like y'all won. But now in your subconscious dream state, like you realize the stakes that like you paid to get here. You know, in the very beginning, like, you know, just uh, the early, just watching Pied Piper die in front of you and like trying to like reach out to him as you're actually actually able to get his powers down, you can set some kind of like humanity in him. And then his head explodes. And then having to fight Trigus, being complicit and just trying to kill the Sentinel Kim, I need you to walk over there. I need you to get as close as you're comfortable with. And I need you to shoot that old man in the face. And trying to change that, you know, murdering a couple of daycare officers with copies of your dad. You start to see just flashes as what appears to be just multiple versions of Jerry's father just appearing all over the street. Why would you make a button that does this? And it's just kind of like going through, and but then, then your subconscious really takes control of the dream because you start to see things how they could have happened and how like your anxieties keep trying to tell you that they did happen in this dream. And so you do see something like, you know, you see yourself actually killing the Sentinel and stuff like that. You see Nolan screaming at you and reprimanding you. You see yourself not saving Brantley from like the daycare detention center. You see all that could have gone wrong and especially at prom, like you see that you ran away from Alex. You had to go hide because you're not strong enough to protect your friends. You're not strong enough to stop what was happening. You start to see what could have happened? Like Kim almost died because of Jalano and the twins. You see Kim getting devoured in front of you in your dream. You see Alex literally getting ripped to shreds by the just sea of milky wide-eyed teens in the prom. And then you see what you actually did. You see Mara. Jerry gets very angry. And Jerry boils all of Miss Mara's blood. 
and then you start to hear a gargling noise. Doppel Jerry's body starts to shift back into the form of Mara the secretary, um, and then red spots start to sprout all over her body from the inside. It seems like she's getting internal bruising uh, covering her entire body, and then uh, the tips of her fingers and toes start to swell up as all of her blood vessels burst inside of her drowning her insides, and she just spits up blood all over Jerry as she just falls to the ground. And Mara is dead. You see Mara as you. You killed yourself, Jerry. And then it turned into Mara, and then all you can see just in this dream is like you in a sea of black nothingness, and Mara's face just pouring blood out of you, just rushing all over you, and you just drown in it. And then you wake up. <laughs> Jerry lights the joint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jerry had four sight last night. Apparently that well, okay. That was good good planning. Um apparently I have some things to work out. Uh Jerry gets up, gets dressed, does not call anyone because he still has the gem in his pocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, just blinks over, uh, grabs hold of it, and goes to see the Ifram base. Or what? Yeah. What is at this point only a sauna? So yeah. that's cool. Just to start, like we'll do that. Is a that's right. probably every morning now from now yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, Jerry, yeah, Jerry, Jerry pops over for his morning sauna as long as he has the job. Yeah. That's so, a <laughs> so I think yeah, Jerry's going for like a nice little steam and stuff like that. And Jerry's like really pampering himself. Ifram just asks. Hey, Jerry, you, you do okay? You look kind of look kind of like it's a rough morning for you. How's how's the rest of prom? Whew, well, um, we saved Alex. Saved prom. She's she's got a whole new thing going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I I, I, I kind of was like wondering whenever that was going to happen. I didn't know it. If oh, she knew so you, about, so you well, knew. I, since I've been connected in here, she came in here. She definitely, it definitely kind of like you know, she resonates with this place very well. Sure. Oh, I mean, I look. I didn't think to ask and. Why yeah. would you? You know. Well, it's a yeah. yeah. I'm just a floating head in a in, in, in a weird gem. I don't really know how I'm alive, and I you know I died on the other side, and then I was with an otter, and now I'm here. But you it's know, best not to get into the metaphysical implications it's of the things fun. that happened yeah, here yeah, in yeah. Heavendale. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like so, well, you know, I got your sauna ready for you, but you, you look you look you know you look like like you know, like a steam and a and a shave isn't going to do you right today. No, are you like you like a qualified therapist or something? Uh, I mean, I can, like, make a couch, like I've seen some of the therapy, because, like, I watched some, you know, I like home renovation shows, and so I just watched, um, Swapping Places recently, there was somebody who swapped places with somebody who had an in-home therapy, um, room, I can, I can make that. And it blinks, and there's, like, you know, it's very, very nice feng shui, there's a, there's a very lovely, like, couch, uh, Jerry on falls there. on the sofa. <laughs> I, 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 I killed Mara. Like last night at prom. Ooh. Like, 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 you know, like it's like you accidentally, like you know, you. No, like, I definitely just reached over. Like she was turning into me. Like she turned into. She turned into Alex. She could. It was scary, and prom prom was going so bad, and I just didn't want to have it happen. Didn't want to deal with another thing, so I just kind of killed her. All right. 
Um, that's not great, right? Well, someone that has been murdered, I can definitely say it's not great. Uh, but, I mean, from what y'all told me about Prime, it also sounded like she was gonna murder you. Good, they were all gonna murder all of you. We told them to all go so that it wouldn't be a thing, and then they all tried to shoot at us. Okay. But sure, but yeah, it's still... But it's still, you know, you want you don't want to murder. I mean, it turns out, no. Well, that's, you know, I, I gotta say this, you know, that's a... I mean, I feel like, yeah, I know, that's pretty basic stuff, but... Well, you know, but you know it, though. It's a I, weird, know. rough, been, it's been a weird two weeks. Yeah. Nolan yelled at us, and he was probably right, and I, and, I mean, all those, I mean, cyborgs are part people, they were sentient. None of this is good. None of this has been going great. If they, I need to figure out a way. Oh, but some of these people just can't be here. Well, where are you going to put them? I mean, well, I mean, like, here's not the right way to say it. Well, I, well yeah, because, like, this is, like, you know, this is, like, no, I don't wanna like put, you don't want to, you don't want to, like, put them here. This is, like, a nice, this is, like, a nice fun place. You don't want to put them here. No, you know? but I was thinking, like, there's, like, right now we're piling them up in a weird old jail, which I should probably go at least text. Jenkins about and see what's going on with that. Okay, um, but that's not. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Um, but I. Sh I guess have you talked to the others about this? Do they have any ideas of like where to, like what to do? I don't. I don't know. Alex has kind of got a lot going on, and Kim saw me do it and didn't really say anything. So I mean, but she's. Okay. I don't know. Hey, listen, you know one thing that I did hear that they said. And that episode of therapy because they, like, they make a lot of fun jokes about professions. So whatever, whatever, whatever you say to me as a therapist, I, I can't say to anybody. That's let's make that. Yeah, that's a good rule for the so couch that, for couch it, time. Yeah. All right. Okay. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So couch time is couch time is just between Yifram and Jerry. Thank you. Because well, um, I wish I, I don't know. Maybe I can like try to figure something out. I don't know. Like I said, like I, I don't want, and I want to protect alex and kim and there's so and but i don't i want them just i want those people to be happy too i just don't want them to be able to bother anybody okay you know I, like what i think i might be able to help you out but i might need some time which i might need a lot of time on this side but on your side it's not that well i mean long. i gotta go see who we got and what's going like, okay. there's okay yeah well hey before you go i gotta tell you i just figured i just heard about hot stone massages and so i put I put one of those weird formless spirits in there to know how to do that. So if you want one of those before you go, you know, I think you, you gotta be, you know, yes, you did do a murder. Is that great? No. Did you preemptively save you and your friends? Maybe. No one can really tell. And that's why, you know, doing actions is hard because anytime you do an action, you stop any other actions that could have happened in that scenario. So you never know what could have happened. But right now, you and your friends are alive. And you save the school. So we'll figure out a way to, to deal with this. And, you know, anytime you need some catch time, Yifrim's here. Thanks, Yifrim. Uh, go, go let a form of spirit put some hot stones on you that I made with my mind. We gotta get you to stop describing things, but thank you very much. Oh, 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 that is, oh, that's, oh, that's nice. Oh. Jerry uh, pops pops out of the uh, uh, other side and then uh, takes a trip down to the old uh, abandoned uh, daycare detention center that uh, Miss Malatesta had found himself in. 
Jerry was not there whenever they set it up, but he does see that the mechanics have helped retrofit it. Spare Parts has put in some security systems and stuff like that. There's jail cells that help, like, shut down powers and things like that. The twins are uh, particularly hard since their powers aren't, like, any kind of metaphysical thing. They are just physical monstrosities made in a lab. And so they are, like, physically restrained. Miss Malatesta has agreed to, like, help watch alongside uh, Jenkins and the janitor, Nate H. Cliff, the ex-janitor. He still likes to wear the janitor suits. No, sure, when you have fur all yeah. over your body, what you yeah. want is definitely to wear coveralls. You definitely want a coverall. Um, so they, they're they taking the shifts and stuff like that, but uh, Officer Jenkins has kind of, like, he's, Malatesta is more so in charge, but Officer Jenkins is kind of living there on site as, like, a full-time watchman just because he doesn't have a place to go and is also a little terrified that he is like turned against and now imprisoned a bunch of his like former evil evil side well i mean he's like definitely like a henchman and then they're all like elite members no no he doesn't want to die from this yeah and he definitely like yeah he definitely like (laughs) tries to uh hide his identity from them so yeah so you go check in with them and so and it's just kind of like you thought like it is an old a facility that was easily retrofitted because, like, you know, it was a fascist organization and they it was a bunch of jail cells and, like, holding cells, but it's just, like, a little run down, but it's not, like, the best and it's definitely a temporary solution and not a full-time one. But, yeah, Jenkins is very happy to see you when he walks, oh, what's going on? That's my best friend. What's up? Oh, buddy. Oh, man. How, how, how you feeling better? Uh, yeah, weirdly, you know, even with everything that kind of happened, uh, I kind of feel good just, like, doing, doing things on, like, on the right side. You know, it's Truly terrifying. I'm I just like a few, few cylinder walls in between me and a couple people that could literally murder me, uh, you know. And like I, can, I try to go feed him, and I, even though Jalano's powers are like off, he's still just boring. That <laughs> that dude will just not stop talking. No, about I just, know. I never went to this. I would just always knock out of class because I mean, it, it actually sometimes it was great because I would fall asleep. So it's like, yeah. oh, I'm asleep. This is. That's what yeah, I came so, here for. So yeah. So I mean, besides all that, though, I'm doing pretty good. It's like you know, it's a it's a weird kind of feeling uh, of of like relief. But you know, I'm just you know, I'm de- I'm definitely enjoying. How, how are you? So like you know, I'm happy. The rest of the prom prom went good. You guys go any fun fun to eat afterwards? Oh uh, yeah, no, we went down to Snake and Shake. Oh, I love that place. That's, oh, it's great. It's no, so I got them uh, slithered, covered, and smothered. Mm, that's the only way to get it. He goes, yeah, so what can I help you for? Just kind of checking in and stuff like that. You know, I I, I got the shift for today. Uh, Malatesta. Is uh, taking care of some work. She's trying to tra- trace down some more leads. Uh, now that, now that we kind of got like the this you know <laughs> disrupted, <laughs> we disrupted a daycare and stuff like that. Uh, oh, because it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's go. good. Uh, but so now that we kind of have done that, she's you know trying to figure out you know who's in charge of what now and things like that. And uh, well, speaking of the disruptor, um. Ratfink was here with him for a bit last night, and then he ended up just saying that uh, he's gonna take him. Take him to uh to another offsite and be honest, that dude's terrifying. You know he can just like snap and just like Oh yeah, no, and his brother is like yeah, yeah. Well, you know his brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I know Trace. They're so. both terrifying. It's it's, it's truly very scary. Yeah. Power. So anyways, so like so they're there, but yeah, um so yeah, if you kinda you know, we're just kinda we're kinda here trying to figure out what to do. Do you guys have any plans of what we're what we're doing next or Well, getting ready for a beach trip, but that's gonna be that's um Excited for that, but Who's no, we, we're yeah. going to take care of a bunch okay. of it. We got to set everything up, make sure everything is taken care of here before we do that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. But uh, yeah, um, I'll bring you a seashell. Oh, that'd be great. You know, I love seashells if you're for my collection that I want to start naturally. Yeah, you always got to start somewhere. That'd be the first beach shell. Now, all, all collections yeah. start with the first. Yeah, you got to start anything. Anything that happens, you got to start it. That's what I always say. 
I thought I was a stamp collector once, and it turns out I just got a letter. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so we're just kind of on our stuff here. I guess, you know, I can give you some updates. Uh, I'm, like, you know, I'm going to be here most of the time, just kind of monitoring. We're trying to figure out if we can vet some people for extra help, because uh, it's definitely, you know, we got to figure out where we're going to store store all these long time, and it's... Well, I'm working on... I think I've got something, but I'll need someone to make sure it's it could be taken care of. Okay. You want to be a superhero? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be... Kind of, wait. Am I about to be part of the fun bunch? Sort of. You're going to have your own, like, sort of a Dr. Fate feel. Okay. 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 Or, uh, you know, one of those guys that lives in a tower that protects us all from an immeasurable evil. It's just going to be these guys. Huh. Is this the tower? Kind of. We're going to... I mean, this won't... It's obviously this is not a tower. I just don't... I want to make sure we're understanding ourselves here. Yeah. This, this bombed out building is not a tower. Okay. Okay. All right. So yeah, like just more of like a, a, a like a. You know. Need you to keep track of something for me. I'll come back, but I know I can trust you, Jenkins. Oh, you, Janky Bears. Thank you so much. You've been my best friend. Let's keep that talk to a minimum, but just it's because it's weird. Cause oh, there. I know. mean, you see what happens with people that just out and out say they want all teen right. friends. Ah, ah, you got yeah, you all Jenkins. Uh, you know, old habits die hard. But <laughs> no, I we've done some bad things, Jenkins. We got to make up for them. All right. Well, I'm. Mean, you know what? I've done some bad things. I've done some bad things too, and I want to make up for them. No, I you see know you're what? still working the journals. That's yeah. You know, and yeah, you do see just a, a, an alarmingly high stack of journals. I did bring you some composition books. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that, oh, probably should have used these instead of these very small pages that are just kind of intended for like, kind of just like. Some th- All right, thank you. So I guess. Well, yeah. You know, no, what? I went to Pacey's, that uh, holistic, uh, the holistic drugstore. Their whole motto is like, we take the harm out of pharmacy. So it's called Pacey's, and it's only just holistic CBD yeah, yeah, and yeah. basically yeah, yeah. all the stuff you need for back to school. <laughs> it's CBD and all the stuff you need back to school. Holist- uh, homeopathic yeah. CBD. I've been microdosing it all afternoon. I feel so, great. Yeah, but, but you're really, really getting that murder right out of my system. Because, yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, you know what? I'm doing all this because I want to make amends and I want to I do right. And, you know, I just. I'm not. I'm not like a, trying to be a martyr, but like you know, I I understand that you know I'm with it was as much bad as I did in the world. Like I just I just want to just spend the rest of my life doing good, no matter no matter what the cost. I just want to keep my friends safe. Yeah, that's yeah. so it, you know. And then I you know, I understand, like you said, like the, this can between us, and, and that's fine. So just kind of let me know what's up, and you know, and then I'm uh, working at the logistics, but I need to. I know I need. I'm going to tap you to put you in charge of this because I know I can trust you to do it. Oh, thanks, best friend. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Thanks, Jerry. Hey, we're going to come up with a name for you in a little bit. Oh. I'm still working on If Yeah, if you got a theme you like, we'll come back to it. Okay, but okay, I, think okay. I, got a, I think I got a plan for you. Oh, I love it, I love it. All right. So, yeah, so uh, Jerry leaves, and so there's uh, about a month in between the uh, the day after prom and beach, and I think Jerry kind of is going back and forth with Yifram, talking about a couple of different ideas of things to do. Yeah, so you're working out the odds and the ends of just like uh, uh, of a solution to your problem with the you know where to hold everybody and you know keep everyone safe but also happy. So y'all, you're in, you're now back in the uh, fun vault, and you and your friend were talking, and you're in couch time. So every everything's everything's you know secrets secrets on couch time. So I think I've got a plan. If I can make a this for them, but I need for the for the the people we capture because we can't just keep them in daycare that old daycare facility that's not a real plan and we can't let them back out and we can't put them in regular daycare because they just they work there so they'll just let them out but what if i made a pocket for them somewhere they liked 
Like, what if they won? So you want to make, like, like a fun vault, but for them? I want it to be fun for them, so that they don't want to leave. So you want to make, are you saying you want to make a jail that's so fun, they don't have to be guarded in there, they just want to stay? I mean, doesn't that mean they won't bother anyone? Well, so... I mean, they just experience it. I mean, they would just win. Or whatever they really want. So I mean, maybe supervillains, their B-team. Do they know, their do they know that, like, they're there? Or do... Oh, no, no. They would... You can't know you're there. Okay. Like, you drop them in, and they're... Wake up and start winning the day. And... Well, one, you can watch what they think they want the day yeah. to look like. They okay. you can know their plan. And so you want so you want to make this pocket, and so you just kind of put them in there, and they wouldn't be like in your world anymore. I mean, I don't want them in here in your world, but okay. I don't want them in. Yeah, they seem to be doing not a huge amount of favors to anyone in ours. Well, okay, this is just one problem that I see, and that's and you know this is couch time, and we you know I, I no, know. No, let's that, talk it out. But you're the you seem to know the most about. I think that your friends might also realize because you're not the only one that's been checking up on the jail and making sure everything's like right good but to it, go. So your friends might realize because I understand that you don't want them to know about this and this we're trying to protect them, but like. They're going to see that they're gone. Well, not if I have... I, you can pluck them out. Oh, I guess that's... Huh. They'd know, huh? But if you design it right, and you... You can... Your mind palace. You have control of what happens in there, right? Mostly. And I kind of have control of what happens in here, so if, if we can somehow make a vault in your mind palace, I think you would have the same control, because you, you're not, like, connected to, to here like me and Alex are. I think if we no, make... No, clearly, we learned that if, last time. I think if we make a vault, if we make a vault inside of your mind palace, you can control them in there, and then... Because you can make people forget and remember, you can make it to where you can give them memories for when they're back. So if somebody comes to check on them and we need to, because Jenkins is, you know, Jenkins is involved in this and Jenkins can help, like. He can draw, the, he can pull them out and get present, because you wouldn't want to take them out more than one at a time. They're dangerous. Exactly. And the way, that, the way that this place works is that you, is that you, Alex and Kim can bring people in and out if you want, but like, you all have control over So like, you could give, you and Jenkins could have that same bond and control within, like, your mind vault. I can let, yeah, Jenkins can hold the keys to the, because that'll keep it from being just a my thing. So how do we do that? Well, let's, I mean, first, nothing, let me try something right now. And Jerry tries to mind palace inside the other side. So you start to do that, and normally you just kind of blink in, but what's weird is when you're, on the, when you're in the fun vault with Yifram, it starts to seem like you see like a kind of um, like a fade over of like your mind palace and the fun vault, but it literally looks like, like a video fade, like two images on top of each other trying to go in and out, and like, but the opacity of each of them is like strengthening and weakening, 
until eventually like you're trying to do it and then you just kind of concentrate a little harder and Yifram like tries to age you and then you and Yifram but Yifram is now in his human form that he was in on the physical side and not like the glass like not the uh, gem like Zordon shape but you're now both in your mind palace but Yifram still kind of has the similar glow that you see around Alex when her powers are activated hey how's that feel this is, uh, wow, okay, so, oh, I, you, you did I, it. I, I, sh- sh- did I? You could, I mean, yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it? So wait, just like, I don't know, just, so the way that I make things for y'all in the fun vault is I just think them and they're there. So like, you want a jail that where people like are happy. Think about it. Think about what you want. Let's start small. Okay. Think we'll sandwich. Just, there you go. Now. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, good sandwich. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. Now, no, now, I'm getting it. Weirdly enough, we got to kind of test these sides. Think about a bad sandwich. Oh, a tahini and tuna? Okay. So. Yeah. No, that's. Mm, oh, I, th- I think with my kind of help, we can mold this into what you're trying to do. And then we just have to link Jenkins to it. And then after that, I need you to. I need you to wipe everything that we've talked about on couch time because I know what you're trying to do here and I believe in you, but I don't think I can keep this from the other two forever. And I think to really keep this a secret, like it has to be you and Jenkins. And so you have to know if you're doing this, like it's got to be just the two of you because what we're doing here, I don't even know what we're doing here. I don't know how you're doing this or what I do on there, but like just, but, you know, this is some pretty, so I think that if you, you know, I believe in couch time, but this is also kind of your last chance to get off this train and maybe talk to your friends first. But I also understand that you don't want to involve them because you're trying to protect them. And this is up to you, Jerry. No, I, I know I got to do this though. I got to keep, I have to keep my friends safe. This is the, there's a couple of ways to do this and. This one isn't as bad. Yeah, and this, and I get it. This is; these are all the nuclear options. These aren't people. You're not going to put anyone in here that doesn't. But like all the people that are in here, like they're murderers. They're going to kill you and your friends. They're in on it, and like you still don't know what daycare is up to. So, like I said, I'm not trying to tell you this is a bad idea, but I'm. I just wanted. To, it's not a good idea. You're but, right you know, in the strict moral sense. But of- also, this isn't a forever solution. Mm-mm. No, I don't imagine so, it, it is. I, but it's a safer one, and goes, and so Yifram just goes. So I'll, I'll help you build it, and but just for just just so we can truly keep this a secret. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Yifram. So over the next week, uh, you and Yifram work on this. In the other side, time you know you're there for way longer than a week, obviously, and you, through trial and error, do build it's not part of your mind palace within yourself you figure out a way in the same sense that the tom vault and the fun vault are different subsections of the other side like you make a pocket that's within the mind palace but also kind of the other side of your mind palace you don't really know how it works but you did find a way to make it work um and sure the power of friendship power of friendship right there uh and so sure enough like you Test it out and you're able to just, you know, put in the, you know, the twins, the calculator, Jalano, Principal within your weird mind prison. 
they just kind of are doing their own thing. The twins is truly terrifying when you check in on them because they were just they don't have a real plan. They don't they have were a real just plan. Doing... They're just made to like attack and murder things and like to murder stuff. And so like anytime you're looking on them, yeah, like, I can relate to they're this. Just, they're just, I just murder. Like, that's just, why I don't. That's why I'm doing this now. Things you know, Jalano is just saying boring stuff and like constantly talking to just like. It's just the idea of so like So when you watch Jalano through the yeah. uh through whatever window it is you can mm-hmm. look at to see what so we can observe their what yeah. they think is happening in their best case scenario. Yeah. It's actually a very exciting anime just to make sure you don't experience the powers directly. Oh, okay. Because it's yeah. super boring. That's still, true. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta it's, it's a, just so it's an exciting anime and then his vision is on the TV within the anime that's always in the scene. So you have stuff to yeah, because he'll get you. Uh you know, Prince <laughs> Principal still doesn't make any sense. He's doing just too many things. He's got too many themes going across the board. Just pick a fucking pick a lane, dude. And then calculator is just like winning at a bunch of like bar sports. But yeah, so you're able. Principal to- is presented with a bunch of different, more reasonable costume and theme options, <laughs> and he's just like, "No, that's not. Why would I do that? That's yeah. not what I would. Why I what would I dress will like do this. is take all of them and combine them." And like, no, don't do that. He's like, uh, "No, this is why it makes sense," yeah. and it just goes for all. Uh, Jenkins is 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 attached to it now and is able to like kind of go in and out, and then uh, you know he's also what kind of what kind of outfit did you design for him on the other side? So. Jenkins and I having talked a little bit, he likes the idea of a little bit of a benign thing to it. So he's wearing kind of a bellhops outfit with a little, like a very nice bellhops outfit with the double mm-hmm. brass buttons down the front, the little military, uh, the military lapel, and a little uh, epaulets and uh, and ropes. And he is the innkeeper. I think whenever Jenkins is there, he likes to mold everything to make it look like all the jail cells are in different floors, so he can do like the old timey elevator. Oh yeah, and, like yeah. Uh, so he has fun with that. So Jenkins is is yeah is now the innkeeper. He likes he likes the sort of mundane component to it. Is the we yeah. worked that out. Um, but yeah, so you're able to do that. And then the way that you've worked it out is like since Jenkins is in control, Malatesta and uh, Nate Cliff have kind of like they're still there like helping monitor, but they've taken more. They're doing a lot more field work, and then you've kind of helped Jenkins push to just be more of the day to day control. You've also been like doing things to help outfit the jail cells to like be more power dampening because like you're working with the tech of uh, bare parts and combined with like the stuff that you can do. And so like a bunch of people are believing this like it is a very good ruse. And the way that you have it set up is that like one in one out kind of thing whenever there's visitations or people want to check on them. And you don't want them yeah. all out at once. So, Jenkins establishes yeah. a very strong set of protocols. So, yeah, so Jenkins can, check. He's got a little yeah. clipboard. So Jenkins can like pull anyone out and then they're, it's kind of like you have set it up to where it's an auto thing when they go in and come out. Like when they come out, they just have that, the, the memories of like, they've just sat in solitary confinement and they hate everything and they want to kill everybody. And like, just nothing's kind of changed for them. And you work it out. We build a super mm-hmm. jail. And so uh, on the final, like, it's it's like a few days before you head out to the beach and you're finally, like, ready to, like, because you've just been doing tests and things like that. And then you, Yifram, and Jenkins do, like, one last run. And then uh, Yifram looks at you and goes, all right, Jerry, you know, it's that. Uh, like I said, it's time. I need you to <laughs> kind of just wipe what it is. And then you and Yifram had worked out ways to figure out, like, better control of your powers um, to like do this specific thing over time because while you're working on things like that, Yifram, while helping you, is also like figuring out ways to do that. So Yifram just says, like, you know, it's time for, for you to, to wipe me. Well, we'll drink a shot before we go. Yeah, y'all, y'all have a nice little shot together. Uh, will we pop 
yeah. back across to yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah. then do it. Yeah, yeah. You do just it. Lay, lay of hand, like a nice yeah. little. So anything, anyway, Car- Kim really likes Carnivalite, so I feel like what a great thing that we could do, that I could do, would be awesome for her to have here, is like just a food cart that serves whatever fried garbage she wants Perfect. to have for her. Yeah, like, I mean, I yeah, just think that'd be a really cool thing that. to do for my friends. Thank that'd be a really so great yeah, way that's to... that's a great idea. That's so good. Yeah, so I'm, well, you I'll said that this out. place yeah, works yeah, yeah. on wanting things... For exactly. your friends and try the more you, yeah, yeah it's powered right. by friendship. And then, so you see that pop up and there's just a bunch of stands with just like things on a stick, dope, fry everything and stuff like that. Jerry pops out of the fun vault. And so Jerry has been like, you know, other people have, you know, had the heart, heart shaped peg. Um, and stuff like that. But Jerry, this time when you pop back out, now that you have like the jail fully made and then there's also like everyone in it, you not only have the heart-shaped peg, there is now an onyx black star peg in your hand. Huh. Well, that's two of those now. That's probably short. I mean, it's not like space aliens or anything. It's pretty seems pretty straightforward given the context that this one's probably mine. Huh. I wonder if this relates back to anything, if there's a different shaped peg that I could be thinking about that I've seen else. No, no, I'm sure there's nothing to it. I'll probably give this one to Alex. Uh, she seems to be taking the lead of the team rate lately. It's probably good to give her the Zordon head. And that's it. Jerry goes, packs up, and a few days later, he's off to the beach with his friends. All right, and that is the end of arc four, everybody. The Fun Bunch and Friends. We, we ramped it up. We all had some wacky fun adventures. Everyone knew what was going to happen, and no one was surprised by anything. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, if y'all are very curious about what the hell happened uh, and more stuff about it, and kind of you want to hear uh, Paul, uh, kind of me and Paul get to tell you a little bit more about their, our plan with Jerry and how we kind of did this, uh, go check out our Patreon because we're going to be, uh, it will be posted today with this episode. There will be a deep dive into Arc 4 as well as a deep dive into Jerry. This will be the second one we did uh, because of, of the changes this young man's going through. <laughs> uh, like I said, yeah, go check out our Patreon. We got that. We have a bunch of other great bonus content uh, that we, we have up uh, right now. Our next milestone is a prequel episode where it follows uh, Jerry and Alex before they met up with Kim, and it shows how they got into crime fighting. Um, also, if you listen to this when this episode drops, in just a few days, the first episode of Seasons is going to be dropping. It's a yeah, it's a mini-series. Uh, it has the whole original cast of Critical Bits. Uh, it's In total, including myself, are 23 people involved, uh, where I take um, 16 player characters, 
and split them up. But it's a it's a whole thing. It's going to come out once a week on Thursdays, uh, and that's uh, just a self-contained mini series. Uh, so check it out, and that's just as a thank you because and um, whenever this airs, and it'll probably be you know. Uh, just a few days later, it's our one-year anniversary. Hey. Uh, so yeah, uh, go check out our YouTube. We'll uh, have up a live stream that we're going to be doing with. Uh, we're going to do uh, going through the work of David Rodriguez, one of our really good friends. <laughs> uh, he made our Discord. He's just uh, very helpful. He did a lot of great stuff for October. So we're going to spend an hour or so going over uh, just just fun shit with him that he's done, and then we're going to try to start raising some money because we have a goal to bring David from Spain to Gen Con for 2020. Uh, and David, I told you we're going to do this. David keeps telling me he doesn't want me to spend money on him to do it. And I keep saying that it's either this or a foundation that kicks dogs. So, <laughs> David, do you, you don't want to take your dogs? <laughs> yeah, David, David hates dogs. dogs. <laughs> that's uh, probably why. That's it. Da- yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hoagie Allen was designed after David. Um, no, but like Hoagie I said, so we'll do that. Go check <laughs> yeah. check that out, uh, and we'll you know have a bunch of fun bonus stuff. But thank you, thank you all so much. Uh, thank you to everybody that has taken part in Arc Four as a guest. So we start out with uh, Tori Sheldon, then Mark Meir, then Branson Reese, then Maggie May Fish, and then we ended it up with Chris Wade and Virgil Texas. They were great. It was so fun. It was it was it was, it was great. Was really, uh, Arc Five, Wild. yeah, Arc Five. We're gonna be back in Heavendale. Uh, we'll kind of catch everyone up, up what's going on and things like that. And we'll, we'll jump right into it. But once again, just thank you all so much. Also, like I said, thank you for a year. It's great. We got to do four, four full arcs. Uh, we don't have any plans on like stopping or slowing down anytime soon. And, a and full of arcs. <laughs> I hate you we've so much. We've done two live shows. Both of those uh, live shows are up. The full videos are up on our Patreon. You can go check that out. Um, and we're also going to be in uh, going to Conuga at the end of February. Um, the schedule for that isn't out yet, but you can go look up the con itself, Conuga. It's in Chattanooga. It's a uh, it's a fun con. I used to go the go there a lot whenever I used to live in town. So it's going to be cool to go back. So the the next episode is going to drop on December third, and that's going to be the first episode of Arc Five. I don't know if this shit's going to happen. We'll see. Uh, but I definitely going to say this kind of well crafted production you've come. <laughs> I'll to say this. I just want everyone to know because Paul asked me this after we recorded Greg and Greg. One hundred percent. Kendon here is coming back because you have to. You, you know, you have to kill him because I want. I want. I want <laughs> I want to show. I want to see how far you guys can go without murder. You brought us the most killable person. Sharp face, fuck boy. Yeah, a little sharp face, fuck boy. But like I said, once again, thank you guys so much. Also, uh, thank the three of you players from hey. me as your GM. This uh, this this whole session was super fun. Um, all of 27, I recorded one on one with each of you. It was super cool to be able to just like dive into it. And I was really excited that we have the one year anniversary. And like I said, make sure to check out seasons. It's completely unconnected. Um, each episode is a little longer than a normal one. But like I said, it's just six episodes. So yeah, I thank you all so much for listening. And as always, I'm your GM, Joel Rez. I'm Shelby. I'm Shannon. And I'm Paul. And everybody, punch Jerry in the face. Yay. That's the first time I've said that so long. <laughs>